0: Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips.
1: And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening.
0: The one thing we both have in common is...
1: Muddy muddy Boots. Boots.
0: Keith, nearly every garden has a shady corner or dark patch that gets little or no sun, am I right?
1: Well, I've got quite a few of those, so... Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I've got a few too. So that's anywhere from under a large tree, beside a fence, a shed that blocks the sun or a porch or a balcony. I mean, yep. there are many, 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 many spots.
1: Or here in the southern hemisphere, the south side of the house.
0: South side of the house, that's yep. right. We all, have, we all have one of those.
1: Yep, and that only gets worse as the sun progresses through its, its uh, transition through from, from summer in back into autumn and then winter, so it's getting it's lower and lower in the sky.
0: That's true. And
1: therefore the south side is shadows are getting bigger and <laughs> longer.
0: Oh. So, but at least the, some of the trees become deciduous, so that's something.
1: It allows something else through. Something
0: else through. But, yeah, the really important thing is finding the right plants to grow in those areas, mm-hmm. but that can be the challenging task, but
1: also a rewarding one. It can. And I've tried, tried a lot, and I've had a lot of success with with shady areas. So,
0: good. Well, we need you to tell loved, us. All about love to, that. to share that
1: with you, people. Yeah, so, absolutely. don't you
0: think we should start with what types of shades? Because there are a number of different. You know, we've got the full shade, mm-hmm. where no direct light, which we were just, I suppose, we touched on. Yeah. No direct light is getting in under in under large trees on the south side of buildings, and then there could be a house right next to that yes. area too, which puts creates even more shade. Mm-hmm. Um so full shade really is the toughest I imagine. Full
1: shade can be difficult, but yeah. there are there are still some plants that will tolerate that full shade situation. There might be a little bit of give and take with those particular plants because some of them will become deciduous. Yes yes but others but others at other times of the year even though it's getting no sun whatsoever they're thriving
0: because the thing is when they're under the trees they're competing with tree roots as well so cool. they've got they've got you know a, got a bit rub of a, against a, quite exactly. a bit there so there's that's full sun full mm-hmm. shade I should say not full sun we wish it was full sun semi to part shade semi mm-hmm. or part shade now that's really when you get the plants are getting sun for probably half the day yep so morning or afternoon sun because then, again, you have to consider which plants because the morning sun is obviously not as harsh as the afternoon the sun. Afternoon sun, yeah. So you need to distinguish which ones, mm-hmm. which plants. And then there's light, dappled de- yes. shade. Exactly. And that's really when you're getting filtered sunlight um, under plants with foliage that um, isn't so dense and maybe deciduous trees mm-hmm. like we've discussed or on a balcony or a mm-hmm. gola. So that's – the first thing we need to consider what sort of shade it is before we choose any plants at exactly. all. Exactly. And then again we need to look at the soil health as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And regular feeding, regardless, we've got to keep on feeding those plants, whether they're in full, uh, full sun, full, full shade, shade filtered, s- filtered light, or whatever. whatever. You've got to have lots and lots of food, and, and on a regular basis. Yes. That's, so you know, that's the that's first very, thing
0: really we uh, need to a, consider in in any area of the garden is the soil, because otherwise, if the soil's no good, no. The plants, plants were not any good. <laughs> okay.
1: So let's just let's just think that we've done all that. We've we've given the plants lots and lots of food and so forth. What sort of plants are we going to be putting in a full shade area?
0: Exactly, Keith.
1: Right. Tell me, please. Okay. You're going to Well let's have, let's, rule have this. let's have a look out the window. This is the south side of your place. What do you, what have you got growing on the fence? Star Jasmine. And doesn't it look fantastic?
0: It does look fantastic. It, it, the flower, it flowers mostly at the top. I mean, it does have flowers all the way down, but obviously it's big, where it's getting sun, it's a little bit happier. Yes. But, yeah, it's fantastic. It grows beautifully. And the scent is gorgeous as yes. well.
1: So there are lots of climbers that will tolerate that full shade situation. One that I love using mm. is a plant called mulambeckia. Right. Which is the bridal veil plant. I think it's got a, that's one of the common names mm. that, that it's had but it once it's up and growing and you you clip it on a regular basis it, it looks like a clipped box hedge wow. of any height you like
0: do you have that in your garden? No, okay. I don't. You need to find a spot.
1: I, I you need mm, to find a shady spot. I have to okay. find a spot for that. <laughs> That's a fabulous plant. It's from New Zealand or Australia. So there's oh. Muellerbeckia complexa and a Muellerbeckia repressa.
0: It did sound like a native plant. Mm. So beautiful sandstone. plant
1: for for shady sort of climbing conditions.
0: Okay. Something else I have on my shade that that shady spot outside the window there are hydrangeas. I know, which I love. Yes. What about them? <laughs> well
1: they, they grow beautifully in, in shaded and in a shaded environment. And there are quite a lot of different varieties. Yes. The one that you have out there mainly is hydrangea macrofilla.
0: Yes.
1: Um, but there's other varieties as well that will tolerate that same condition with different types of leaves. So hydrangea
0: Quirkifolia. quercifolia, yeah. Quercifolia. quercifolia, quercifolia
1: yep. Which has got a an oak leaf. Leaf, yes, gorgeous gorgeous autumn colors. Beautiful white panicles that hang down like a an old granny's bonnet, I guess. Yeah. That, that beautiful weeping sort of yes. pendulous oh, look. They're so which is just divine. And and they they actually hold their leaves a lot longer than the normal macrophylla. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's a great uh, one for a shady condition.
0: And of course we have to take into consideration the fact that in winter the hydrangea's well the macrophylla definitely Yeah has a dormant period. It does. But it's worth waiting for them to – they're not dormant for very long. No. A couple of months or so.
1: But there is another evergreen variety of hydrangea that we uh, we had a little, little talk about earlier today we for mum's did. garden, didn't we? we? did. And Do you remember what it was called?
0: It's called – I can't read my writing. Can you tell me? It's called Dichroa? Dichroa. Versicolor.
1: That's it. And that's an evergreen variety of hydrangea. Perfect. And it is a native to the Himalayas. Wow! So um, it's growing in in under canopy areas out, out out under there. So that's another fabulous evergreen hydrangea. Oh. Probably it might be a little bit more difficult to get, but there there are growers um, having that today. So we've had some climbers. So we've we've looked at some climbers. Yep. We've had some deciduous plants. We've, we've now just discussed a, an evergreen hydrangea, and then another fabulous plant for even full shade. Uh, of course, are a huge range of plants called hellebores or oh. winter rose. Oh, we all love those. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So there's a there's actually a, a nursery out here in Victoria that is just dedicated to growing different varieties of hellebores. Mm. What's, um, what
0: are they called again? It's called money?
1: the post office That's nursery.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Um, so they've, they've got some superb varieties now yeah. with, with double types flowers, they've got a a double primrose, they've got a double yellow, they've got a reverse picatee, they've got a huge range. So you'll you'll never, ever run out of of interest in in hellebores. And, of course, hellebores, most of the hellebores are are, um, evergreen, so they don't die down during the winter months. So they're a superb plant for difficult um, areas they love a bit of, of um, leaf litter and so forth. Yep. So terrific underneath a deciduous tree. Yes. So they're getting all that, that um, you know, food that's coming down, that are, the microbes will turn into enzymes and so yep. forth yep. to feed the
0: plants. And beautiful winter interests. Oh, absolutely. All, you know, the, the more st- colour in winter, the better.
1: Absolutely. And then we've got a whole range of other superb plants. Some of them produce fabulous flowers. So there's a plant called Velfamia bracteata.
0: Never heard of that one.
1: Which has got superb leaves. It's a deciduous plant, but it has one of the most stunning flowers you'll ever see. It comes up a little bit like an old ice pop. <laughs> so it's a st- almost like a stick and then this wonderful arrangement on top oh, of the stick wow. of, of mainly pinks. We'll have to look that one but, up. Uh, so that's absolutely, absolutely superb. That so that's Velthemia bracteata.
0: Now we're talking about these. Are these still full shade?
1: These are all full are shade, Full shade, yep.
0: okay. Uh, fuchsias.
1: Fuchsias are another fabulous old, old, old-fashioned plant that they've actually got into um, crossing. So you're getting um, marvelous-looking lantern-type flowers hanging off those. Yeah. Okay. But once again, most of those are deciduous. Okay. So oh,
0: okay. And full shade, but there, can they be part shade as well? They fuchsia? can be part shade. As as, I've seen as well some, I'm, I'm sure, shade, in, yeah. in part shade as yep. well. Claviers. Claviers Claviers, well
1: known. Absolutely, and I'm glad you said clivia because. Clivia is the way that you do pronounce it because it was named after Clive of India not Clivia I know, I know of you India. I told me that because I used to call them
0: clivias and Keith taught me that that was wrong. So, so I, that's why I made sure I got that right.
1: Yeah, so they're doing they're doing a lot of um, work on on clivias now so they've the common one was just an orange mm, yes. but they're now working There's one that's called towards red wow. which is a scarlet getting into a little bit of burgundy with it. Mm. Uh, and there's another variety which is called Towards White, which is a yellow form. Yes, yes, so I've seen
0: the yellow form. Gorgeous. They're
1: starting to Gorgeous. do a, a fair bit of work on those and they are as tough as old boots, Cliveus.
0: And they multiply very easily. Easily, yeah, in the garden. Which is fantastic and you can you can pull them out and break them up yeah. quite easily. Absolutely. Yes, so they're but fantastic.
1: They, they're a, a large strappy leaf plant, a yes. little bit like a, an agapanthus yes. in its leaf form. So that. Has a great relationship with other bigger leaf plants. I have some bigger leaf plants that work beautifully in full shade, and there's one particular variety called Gunnera manicata, mm-hmm. which is otherwise known as giant rhubarb. Wow! So it has a leaf that can get up to, to about two meters across. A leaf, and it's just the one leaf, and then these huge flower heads get up to about probably about. One and a half meters tall. It's just a great big phallic-looking thing, I guess you <laughs> oh, can great. describe it. So a bit more sex in the garden there. Oh, okay. <laughs> a bit but rude. absolutely superb. And that that plant is a native of Latin America. Uh-huh. Loves a bit of moisture. So if you've got a, a, a an area that is in full shade, that's got a bit of moisture. Gunnera manicata is a brilliant plant for that. Okay. It's just a you know a drop dead looking plant. We'll have to know. look
0: that one up too because I don't know that one. Now I'm going back to something that I think some listeners will know. The plectranthus. There are a number of varieties of yeah. plectranthus. Mona Even lavender. native varieties. Uh, Colias.
1: Yes. Yes. Great.
0: Yep. And there's I know the mona, I have some mona lavender. I know they have a beautiful purple lavender like sort yep. of flower. Yep. And they love full shade. Uh, there are grasses. What about there the are grasses. grasses Keith?
1: The very, very small grass, such as Mondo grass, yes. will tolerate uh, a shaded environment. And then it has some bigger cousins and so forth. Yeah. And then there's even a bigger form of, of that style of thing. And there's a plant called Liriope. Yes. And there's a plant, there's a purple form, which is just Liriope muscarii. Mm-hmm. And then there's an, a white form, which is Liriope muscario Munrose White. Oh, yes, and I that do is know just a beautiful now, white yes. flower on that. Yep. Uh, and then in the white range of, of shady plants, there's one called Francoa, which has got a beautiful leaf structure, and then it has long white flowers on long stems that, that, that come out of it. Oh, um, how beautiful! And a like that's, that. one, that's a favourite of my wife's to uh, cut and stick into a vase with some beautiful hydrangea flowers. So oh, you get so a, a beautiful, pretty. beautiful so combination pretty. there.
0: We better move on to part shade because we're getting carried away with full shade. And now, what about part shade? Let's talk about some trees. Camellias.
1: Camellias are fabulous for for that environment. Japanese maples are superb Gorgeous. for that you know, that part, part shaded shade yes. environment as well.
0: Deciduous, obviously. They are deciduous, yes. but there
1: are so many varieties of the Japanese Maybe. maple now. Some that have the most incredible fine leaves you'll ever see. They look like they've all been Cut by a, a scalpel. Mm. They are so long mm. and so fine, and those particular varieties come in purple, in reds, lime greens. Gorgeous. So just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous to use in in a, a semi shaded environment. And of course, they come from a, a tough old variety, which is the seedling variety of, of um, Japanese maple, which is Acer palmatum. Oh yes, yep, yep, yep. Which is the good old tough variety yes. that will tolerate a lot of sun, a lot of heat. Whereas those finer ones are, are, are they're More a semi shade. More
0: delicate, yeah. You know, under yep.
1: canopy plant.
0: Okay, so yeah, so as far as trees are concerned, there there are quite a lot of options really. When it comes to part shade, the, the options are great. Well, well are. I shouldn't say they're greater, but uh, probably slightly easier to find, I yeah. suppose. Things again, well, clivia and mondo grass. I mean, a lot of these things can go from dark shade to I mean, full shade to yep. to part. Yep. Where do we start? Well, mid-range flowers, mid-range plants,
1: mid-range plants, and enemies.
0: Yes. Oh, which are flowering, going berserk at the moment. Yeah.
1: So you, they're, as they're that's tough the as boots. Japanese wind flower. Yes. I uh, love so there them. is a gorgeous white variety called um Jo Bay. Then there is a superb pink variety which is called Serenade.
0: I have both of those in the garden. Absolutely love them. <laughs> the only problem is that you have to keep control of them because they do want to sort of. Send their tendrils all <laughs> over the garden, but it's absolutely so well worth it because they are just divine at this time hey, of the absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely divine.
1: Yep. So uh, mid-range plants? Yes. What about azaleas?
0: Yes, azaleas are good. So azaleas
1: are, are good. They can be a little bit hard to manage because yes. they, they like an acidic soil. So you've got to make sure that that, that you're in the, the low pHs, you know, between six and five and a half down down around there. Similar to Camellia's.
0: They they're very, very, they're, uh,
1: they're, they're very compatible with, 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 with Camellia. So they'll tie in beautifully. There's one variety that, that I used to use an awful lot that I, uh, that I don't now for some reason. I don't know why. It's gone out, gone out of fashion a little bit. And that is an azalea called Alba Magnificent. Yes. or Alba Magnifica, magnifica yeah, yes, yes, yes. which is a white variety. Yes. That was bred so that it, it could ward off a lot of pests. So one of the biggest things that attacks Azaleas is, is red spider mite. Mm. They turn the leaves from a dark green almost to a silver and they live on the underneath of the leaf. So you've yes. got to get in there with white oil and neem oil and give them a good spray underneath. It's a little bit problematic. I've but if your that. pH is right and you give them plenty of food mm. and you give them some good mineral-based fertilisers, mm-hmm. they'll be absolutely perfect.
0: On that note, what about Daphne?
1: Daphne's are absolutely superb, so there's a whole range of different coloured Daphne's, Mm. so fantastic to have in an an area where it might be underneath a southern bedroom window. Mm -hmm. So at night they live in this Mm. absolutely sensational perfume. Mm -hmm. And then the most incredible perfume plant for a a semi-shaded plant is
0: a gardenia? No, it's not, is it?
1: Well, it can be a gardenia. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. Once Aww. again, a lot of hard work with the gardenias.
0: If you've got it in the right spot, they're fantastic. They
1: yeah. So you get beautiful uh, perfumes yeah. from those. So there's a there's a smaller variety called Radicans, yeah. which is a, a, a beautiful, tight, compact variety uh, than uh, Augusta. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of something even a little bit more unusual for a for a, a semi shaded environment, and what it's is a that? plant called Sestrum nocturnum.
0: Oh, I thought I was going to mention that? I've never even heard of it.
1: <laughs> and That's otherwise ni- known as night scented jessamine. Oh, so it actually okay. it actually produces. It, but going by the, the the second part of its name, yeah, all Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it produces it produces that clawing, beautiful clawing perfume. In the evenings and into the in, and into into the night. So you have that coming, you can have that coming oh, through your bedroom. I might help sleep. And then for the same environment, but for a perfume during the day, there is a plant called Escalonia. Ilinata. Which produces white flowers with a beautiful white perfume as well.
0: Oh, Keith, do you have so, all of these in your garden?
1: No, I've got oh, no Keith. room. I've got. Hey, listen, I've got a. I've got a food garden at I my know, place. I <laughs> know, but you've got
0: room as well for everything. I want. I hope we remember all of these names, like we can. You this to go this back, back, back into
1: the pie- podcast again? I'm coming up with some
0: amazing, <laughs> some great ideas from you, Keith. Thank you so
1: much for that. In an English garden in dappled shade, they absolutely love plants that are called hostas. Yes, I have which hostas. Which have beautiful big leaves and yes. then and then sprays of white flowers. Yes. And if you can think of one of the most incredibly harsh environments known to man, and that is an island south of, of New Zealand called Chatham Island, they have a particular plant on it called the Chatham Island forget-me-not.
0: Oh. I've got to get me. You Not know, on my list, but yeah. I know I've got the Chatham Island. Well, the Chatham
1: right. Island is is a plant that you would you you could substitute for a hosta in terms of the beautiful, great big leaves because oh. it has it has a really large leaf that is looks like it, that someone has sprayed it with high gloss dark green paint. Wow! And it is superb. And then out of the centre of that plant, it produces this enormous head of blue and white forget-me-not type flowers, flowers but on a big head.
0: Yes, okay. So they, they do look, the mini forget-me-nots look, the flower yeah. looks a bit similar to the chatham island forget-me-not but, me it, not, it, but yeah, otherwise this, this it's not is, the same at all. This is on steroids.
1: All. Yeah. This is on steroids. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and it is evergreen. So you've always oh. got this superb big leaf plant in your garden all year round that's got that wonderful glossy green that, you know, just that's How easy superb. is
0: it to get a chatham island forget-me-not, I wonder? <laughs> uh,
1: probably not that easy but um, they're certainly Google. available. Yep, I'm sure beautiful. they'll be yeah, out they're, there somewhere. They're around. They're been grown.
0: Things like um, a stilb. A stilb?
1: A stilby.
0: A stilby? A stilby because yeah. I've, I've read about a stilby but I haven't got, I'd like to trial a yeah. am I'm, I'm just wondering because that, they're a good shade plant.
1: They're a lovely shade plant and you get flower. some beautiful different colours from pinks into yes. whites and even now into the darker reds with a stilby.
0: Gorgeous. gorgeous. Gorgeous, Very, very gorgeous. similar
1: to another plant called Verona Castrum. Okay, um, and they've got some beautiful varieties of that in, in also in whites and in pinks. So there's oh, the garden. So there's if
0: we can just put all these into <laughs> our gardens, my goodness, we would be in heaven.
1: It would be absolutely, absolutely magnificent. Beautiful.
0: Well, I hope that's given the, the listeners a few ideas on shade plants. I'm sure and just it just shows you what can be done. See, it, it, it shouldn't be a problem. Shade gardening is not a problem. It's just a matter of making sure the soil is okay and choosing the right plants for the right area.
1: Exactly. And what? Let's get back to the good old hydrangea, oh. which is just a sensational, probably plant. my favourite plant. I such think. a giving plant, and
0: magnificent.
1: There is there's a var- there are varieties that are white. We've already discussed the quercifolia. There's an, there's another variety called paniculata. Yes, and there is a climbing variety called petiolaris. Oh, I don't
0: know which we'll petiolaris. get to about.
1: Uh, three or four meters climbing with it, it looks a little bit like that beautiful head of uh, the the quercifolia, yeah, but yeah. in a climbing form, oh. and it is just stunning. And yeah. then you've got your, your your varieties that are either white, pink, or blue.
0: Blue, and that depends on the
1: the soil. <laughs> Uh, pH. H, that's exactly. right. The
0: alkalinity so, and the acidity.
1: So there's so the macrophylla, for instance, will work to the either a lime, which will turn it into a red, mm-hmm. or if you want to keep it blue all its life, mm-hmm. then you you would apply aluminium sulfate mm-hmm. over it, and that will keep that beautiful bluing colour of your your hydrangeas. So you can manipulate the colours you in your can, garden as well,
0: or you can just pop them in. Make sure your soil is healthy, pop them in, and they could be all sorts of. We could just let them go, and we could have blues and pinks as I have and in greens. my garden. I've even got a plant on greens. I even have a plant with that this year has shown as flowered with half blue, half pink flowers. So oh, a, a flower beautiful. that has pink and blue yep. in the same flower.
1: So it's, an, it's transitioning. It's not quite
0: sure what it's doing, but it's anyway, <laughs> it looks good. It's transitioning. <laughs> I'm not, not sure which way it's going, but it seems quite no happy. More. So that's good. Thanks, Keith. I think we've talked enough about shaded gardens. Well, garden. I think have we've given people an,
1: enough enough plants there to uh, be making with... notes. <laughs> they should have a sensational shaded garden.
0: Good luck, everybody, and happy gardening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.